Welcome to the road. Never gonna give you up, never gonna let you down, never gonna run around and hurt you. Well, thanks to Rick Astle for making an appearance today. Yeah, thanks a lot, Rick. It was amazing. <laughs> really amazing. That was a long ways from amazing, but it was hilarious as well, hell. It was amazing, I thought. I thought it was amazing. Right on, Dave. Well, welcome back to the road. Oh, yeah, here we are again. 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 How's my mic sounding to you? Sounds okay. Do you need a little hotter? Maybe. I feel not as hot as you. Yeah, you're not wrong. Your wave formations aren't the same. Ah, how's that? That sounds better. Give me a, give me a welcome to the road. Welcome to the road. That's much better. Yeah? Okay. All right, here we are again. Uh, me and Ron have been spending so much time together lately. We're almost dating, I think. I don't, I don't know about dating, and if we are, then uh, that's creepy for my wife, probably. What are you doing <laughs> over there? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, no, it's just my pen lid is not staying on properly, and I'm kind of irritated by it. You're kind of having a rough evening over there. Yeah, I am. Got your iMac back and you're mad at it. I am mad at it. Slow. It's fixed. $600 later. Thanks, dickheads. Thanks but, for sending me the recall notice, eh? Yeah, thanks a lot, guys, for letting me know there was recall on. They didn't, so I had to pay for it. Apple. Anyways, if anyone here works for Apple, I could use a new iMac. Just send it to our address in the show notes. Thank yeah. you. I'll full send the directions to my host. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> Uh, uh, what else did we do? We ate a lot of sushi. Oh, so much good sushi. Yeah. And, um, we went to a music store and we went to, we went somewhere else. The Apple store. That was it. Twice. Yeah. Two trips to the Apple store, one to the music store, two trips to two different sushi joints. And a partridge and a pear tree. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. It's been a, yeah, it's been a busy weekend already. Is it, has that all happened in the weekend? No, yeah. it was Friday too. Yeah, well, Friday was part of my weekend. Oh, but Sunday hasn't even started yet. No. Holy shit. Yeah, you're right. We are on fire. So, <clears throat> Dave, you wanted to have a little bit of a look at survivalism or survivalist stuff, eh? Yeah, I did. I feel like we didn't... Um, well, I feel like I didn't know what I was talking about last time. Um, and so I, the, the next day when I woke up in my phone magically was a link to an article in the New York times called how to survive the apocalypse. Right. And, and just a quick skim through that on my back in bed, I realized that I didn't know anything about anything. And I thought it would be more fun to, you know, talk about exact more things that are real instead of just me fetal position and you have a gun. Yeah, so sometimes I guess uh, even though all these uh, podcasts thus far have been pretty seamless, single take kind of uh, editing, we we do at times record things and decide to revisit them because we know we're not perfect. You know, like Dave's adjusting his microphone right now, which is super annoying. 
But <laughs> yes, I am. I'm sorry. All right, I'm just gonna do it. Shit. All right, I'm done. All right. <clears throat> but uh, you know, done. we're not perfect, and so sometimes we gotta rehash things. And and uh, this is a time where you may or may not ever get to hear the original version. But uh, we're gonna talk a, a bit about uh, surviving the apocalypse. Oh yeah, I forgot that you guys haven't heard that episode yet. <laughs> we did talk for an hour about surviving. Um, I think we should publish it anyways, but we'll see. We'll Ron, see. Ron's the boss. I don't know about the boss. I'm just the guy who volunteered to do the editing, which allows me a little bit of creative license. That's true. So, yeah, I had a look through the article, too. Dave was kind enough to send it along and get my two cents on it. And I guess I'm curious what you found interesting in the article, Dave. Well, the thing is, uh, well, shit, I feel like we need to add the what we talked about before because this is kind of like a, a jumping off from that one, not a new topic. So what we were discussing last time was how if if something happened, like let's say, I don't know, even something minor like the power goes out, what do you do? What do you grab? Where do you go? What do you have in your house that you can use for real? Like coming from a person who is not prepared at all, wh- what the hell would I do? That's kind of what we were discussing. Right? Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, we talked about, you know, if the power went out for a sustained period of time, you know, so... You- no gasoline, no electricity, no refrigeration. What what would you do? Yeah, like how much food do you have in your house that would actually last longer than a couple days? Yeah. Um, do you own a gun? I do not have, own any guns. Ron owns some guns, so he could shoot at animals and eat them if you needed to. Yeah. If you have pets, that's a good source of food too. If in a, in a bind. Yeah, I think uh, it's interesting. The the article suggests that survivalists look to the rabbit particularly. Easy to uh, keep around, easy to breed, uh, eats table scraps essentially, and uh, pretty clean animals as far as the, the meat goes, pretty pretty high protein, low fat. Yeah, that was really interesting, uh, that part. It said like one doe rabbit can produce up to 250 pounds of meat a year. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like... Uh... I don't know. That's a couple, like one and a half of me. And that's only one rabbit. So if you had like 10 female rabbits, you would, you wouldn't, you'd have too much meat, right? Yeah. You'd, you'd be able to barter. Oh, that's a good idea. Then I should buy some rabbits. Yeah, definitely. That's what you need is more pets. I don't, I don't have any pets. No. And you were so happy the day the pets yeah, left. But these are for, these are for food. Food pets. Food pets. Can you... Can you kill rabbits and eat them uh, if you raise them in your backyard right now? Like legally or yeah. morally? Legally. Um, like if I bought a bunch of rabbits and put them in my backyard, could I could I butcher them every like six months and eat them? For yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to sell it. Yeah. Well, that's the limitation. Could I sell it? No. Hmm. Not unless you're federally inspected. Hmm. Well, they can't have my rabbit meat anyways. That's for me. That's my survival meat. There you go. Um, I can't think of any laws you'd be breaking. So just make sure you tell the kids that they're for food. <laughs> well, and I think that's where the moral piece comes in, right? Like in a non-survival situation, could you actually bring yourself to do that? But it's like a cow. You eat meat. You eat steak. Yeah, but you you, you understand where all that comes from. You're not the one pulling the trigger. No, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't shoot a rabbit in my backyard. I would hit it. Okay. I don't think I could kill a rabbit. Who am I kidding? 
I couldn't kill a rabbit. After you've been hand-feeding it and snuggling uh, yeah. with it. Yeah. yeah. That's, wow. That's, that's Gerald. We've had Gerald for a year. I can't just kill him. Uh. Uh, it, I, every time you come on into a new scenario, you're just right there with a new name, hey? Well, The other day at Starbucks, I was Gary. And now today, you're, you're whapping Gerald for some survival food. Well, if you need to, you need to. But you'd have to meet someone who can could do that. I do have a couple friends who are really into sustainable food production, and they they do things such as like attend a hog butchering and then butcher it themselves and all that. And they watch the farmer shoot it in the head or whatever they do, and they're, they're fine with that. It's pork, you know. Let's eat it. Yeah, I don't know. I've done that. I, I've never killed an animal. How many animals have you killed? Oh, good God! <laughs> That's not a good. That's not a good thing to um, say. Oh, good God. More than 300. More than... What? Yeah, for sure. How is that possible? We used to shoot gophers out of the pastures and stuff. Go- gophers don't count. Those aren't animals. Yes, they are. They're alive. I didn't know those were considered animals, though. Yeah, for sure. Oh. They're more like a a pest. Well, they are, but they're still animals. Do they provide any benefit to the food chain? Well, I suppose you could argue that they allow for oxidation of the soil and therefore enhance plant growth. Okay. Um, you know, and kind of circle of life kind of garbage. But why don't we breed them then and let them run rampant? Because their holes, livestock steps in the holes and breaks legs, and they cause more nuisance than they're worth. What kind of livestock? Cattle, horses. Cows is probably fine. You're going to kill it anyways. Not a, not if it had injured itself severely like that. That meat would never make it in the food chain. Why? Not in the human consumption. If a cow gets hurt, you can't eat it? No. Too what? much stress, too much hormone gets into the meat. It does, it's not the same. Huh. Didn't know that. Yeah. I did know that, I did read that uh, scientists have severely underestimated the amount of methane that our cows produce. Contributing to global warming, yeah. which I know you don't believe no. in. But... No, it's not that I don't believe in global <laughs> warming. Kidding. Stop that. Throwing it out there. I, 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 the comment I made like what three or four podcasts ago was that we're arrogant if you believe that 150, 250 years of data is anything that you can make a supposition about the global climate if it's been around in fact for billions of years. Well, okay, I don't disagree with that, but scientific consensus. Yeah, no, I agree. Okay, back to survival. So so rabbits, that's the first thing. Everyone needs to start raising rabbits. Food rabbits. And if you don't have a rabbit when the apocalypse hits, find one. Well, two. You need two. Don't get one. There's, that's no, there's no reason to get one. That's stupid. But what if you get two boys or two girls? Well, don't do that. Well, how, you can't really lesbian, sex them from a distance. Lesbian rabbits aren't going to do you any good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what the hell was that? Unless you're into lesbian rabbits, I guess, then that's fine. That's really going to help you out for a few minutes. You've got to meet up with your neighbor. He's got a stud rabbit. Who? You're, somebody will. Oh, are you, is that a hypothetical neighbor? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a real neighbor. Like, it's an who, apocalypse. Who has a stud rabbit? See? <sighs> stud rabbit guy, he's he's going to have all kinds of goods coming his way. It wouldn't, it wouldn't take me... If if I bought a man and a a man and a f- a male and a female, what would you call it? a man and a woman rabbit? If I bought a, male and female would no, suffice. I like man and woman. If I bought a man and a woman rabbit, and I gave it to my kids, 
for them to keep at their mom's house, I would I would have rabbits for the rest of my life. See, this is what I'm thinking of doing now. I, Man, I there's so gift. many comments that I could, could make. I right need there. to gift my children some rabbits that don't live with me. Merry Christmas. Thanks, kids. These are beautiful rabbits. Make sure they mate and breed. But I'll probably buy them lesbian rabbits, knowing me. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, you know, like in an apocalyptic world, it would be amazing what would become currency. Because fresh meat, probably you could use that to your advantage. Well, when I'm playing Assassin's Creed, I shoot rabbits all the time. Yeah. And I, I make things out of them. Because, number one, they have a pelt that you can fashion into things, like a bullet holder. Or uh, you could make a coat out of it if you killed, like, 30 rabbits. Yeah. Gloves, hat. Gloves. What are they used for thread back then? Uh, got sinew. Sinew. Hmm. Is it thin like that, or do you got to, like, work it? You work it. How long? Well, it's like... How long you got to work it, Ron? <laughs> Not so much about working it. That's probably a misnomer. <laughs> it's more about uh, separating it into thread-like strands and getting it dry. Okay. Sounds really sexy. It's a lot of friggin' work. Uh, isn't isn't all of it? Yeah, there's a reason we enjoy going to the grocery store. That's true. It's a hell of a lot more convenient than uh, actually doing the work. How much um, un unspoilable food do you have in your house at any given time? Like, how long would it last your family? Like right now, what's in my house that's longer lasting than a year? Is that kind of what well, you're... Well, uh, what kind of time frame are we talking here for? Are we talking like utter shutdown of civilization? Or are we talking like 10 days and no power? Well, yeah. I would say... I could, I could get through 10 days, no problem. Right now? Yeah. With the food you have? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I could. I'd eat a lot of beans, I guess. I got, a, I got enough stuff in the freezer and I got propane so I could cook most everything I have and we could survive for 10 days. Like you'd cook everything in your freezer right now? Yeah. The only I do have some meat in my freezer. If I cooked it all... Well, I wouldn't have to cook it right away. Like it would stay frozen for four or five days. It would? Yeah. No. As long as you don't open the lid. The freezer? Yeah. Huh. Right, now, right now it's getting down to nearly freezing at night, right? Oh, yeah, it's winter. We could, You could throw it all outside. Almost. Yeah, in the winter you could. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point for us living here, but we'd have no heat. No. Then what do we do? Yeah, well, that's where the propane's handy. Uh, inside? If you had to. What would you burn? Propane? Yeah, but how? In your house? You could. Like your, what would you heat, your heating lamp, for example. Oh, yeah, I do. I have a patio heater outside. I guess you could bring that in. Yeah. That might be a fairly big fire hazard. I'm just saying you can what make about, do. What about poison? Would you you get poisoned that way? Well, you'd have to ventilate. Like you'd have to have a window open somewhere hmm. to exhaust the, the exhaust. Yeah, I don't know. The, you don't have a fire a wood burning stove either, do you? No, no, me neither. Uh, kid's mom does right now. I could go there. Yeah, yeah. Just, there's no wood. You'd have to find wood. <laughs> It's not like, you, it's, how much stuff in your house could you even burn? Like, I don't even have that much wood in my house to burn. Your entire floor is wood. Oh, that's true. But if the power's only out for two days and you rip up your whole hardwood floor and burn it. Well, if the choice was freezing to death at night or burning your floor or, or a door or your old bills or whatever. I guess, yeah, I guess I could find a lot of things. Suddenly your drapes burn. And... We've, 
table burns and the power's gonna go up for two hours and you're gonna come over here and you're gonna see there's all the wood in my house has been stripped dave what happened did you get looted <laughs> no man i needed fire i've been burning it for two hours oh my god the house is full of smoke. The railings are gone. Dave, your driver's license is made of plastic. It's not supposed to burn. <laughs> uh, it would burn at all. Oh, man. Okay, so... Well, we're not answering any questions here. We're really <laughs> not, no. We're kind of making fun of the whole thing right now. But, but the thing is, is that... It is it is funny to think about because it seems so remote, but at the same time, if it did happen, we would be fucked. But I think, you know, it kind of raises the point that nobody would really believe it's the end of the world. Everybody would be wondering when's the power coming back. Right. But that's how the, all the end of the world stories kind of go. It's like, oh yeah, the power's going to come on anytime. And then, you know, five years later, there's still, there's no power. And then you find out that, you know, Europe's, Europe's dead. No one lives there. But that's how, like, I think that's where people who are prepared and mentally prepared to let go would have an edge because they would be into the grocery stores first. They would be making, you know, miles first. They would be, you know, potentially seeking out things that you and I would still be taking for granted, waiting for the power to come back on. So the paranoid people are going to survive. Well, the paranoid people will probably do better in the, in the short term. Right. Um, in the, the road, uh, how far into the book are you? Over half. I'm, I've been cruising. I read a lot last night, actually. What's happening right now? Uh, they just got out of that bunker that was loaded up. Okay, good. So you're past that part. That's what yeah. I wanted to talk about. I would love to have one of those in my backyard. It's it's basically a, uh, a storage container. Like, what do you call it? Like it's a fallout shelter. It's yeah. full supplies, bed, the whole nine yards. Yeah, and it's it's loaded with food, supplies, yeah. gas, propane, bullets. No gun. They couldn't find a gun, but <laughs> yeah. there's bullets, clothes, um, and, and you... You can you can make those. Uh, what they use? What do you call those storage containers? Like a shipping container, you know, a big shipping container, big. Con- yeah, I know big what you ma- mean. Yeah. The, the big metallic one. Yeah, you just you dig a big hole and you drop one of those in, put a staircase, stair, yeah, stair or a ladder and a top, and you fill it with stuff. I mean, you need an air intake and out, you know, kind of thing. But um, man, that would be fun to have, especially if no one knew you had it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Very practical in our neck of the woods i mean like in the like winters well because it would freeze for sure but also because our lots are so tiny and we're in a fairly high water table area right those those things are waterproof aren't they yeah but they'd eventually rust through well where would you put it then i just just leave it above ground well no i mean if you had more property you could find an appropriate spot and you could put in appropriate drainage so that those things weren't an issue and you could insulate the walls from the outside, you know, even just rigid styrofoam, right. four or five inches thick should keep most of the frost out. Yeah, that'd be good to have uh, in case there's a tornado around here. Yeah, I suppose. Although, you know, not a huge tornado risk area. What? Really not. Not compared to some parts of the world. Uh, well, Edmonton had one. It's one of the biggest <laughs> ones ever. In 1987. It wasn't that long ago. I remember it. That's Well, no, I remember it too, but... That's how infrequent they are. You know, the last one after that was, what, 2001? Was the tornado at Pine Lake? Pine Lake, yeah. You know, we don't have major tornadoes, not like down through some of the green belt in the U.S. where they get one or two every year. If you guys go to my Instagram, at Onfin, 
uh, A-U-N-F-I-N. You can see a video I took of uh, a nice swirling cloud going by my house a couple of years ago. Just in, scroll in down. Yeah. I think I have pictures of that one too. Yeah. Well, I did a time lapse from the bedroom upstairs, and it's just the, the whole clouds is going in a big circle. It was kind of freaky. Yeah. Yeah, no, we get severe weather, usually more hail than tornado, but... We haven't got hail for a couple of years now. Yeah, no, we're unfortunately probably due. Yeah, great. Although, you know, we had quite a few years in a row, so maybe we're not. And the insurance companies have started to seed the clouds again, so the hail hasn't been as bad anywhere for the last couple of years. Hmm. What do you mean they're, they're starting to seal the clouds? Seed. Oh, seed. Yeah, they use a metallic compound. I'm not sure what's all in it, uh, but anyway, it... it reduces the the size of the pellets i think it changes the to the freeze point of the moisture in the clouds insurance companies do that yeah they help pay for it Are they, is that legal yeah oh yeah what's in that shit yeah <laughs> it, it they've been doing it for years it's yeah but they're trying to save money by dumping shit into the air to stop the hail from ruining the cars so they don't have to pay out like that's fucked up why don't they let the hail wreck everything well, because it not only wrecks vehicles, it wrecks crops and affects the economy in, in massive ways. See, this, we, we have a, a podcast uh, coming up called um, Just Because We Can, Does That Mean We Should? Yeah. And that's going on the list. We're going to talk about that. Oh, we got a few things on the list. And okay. sure, that, yeah, we can talk about that. I'm going to write that down because that's one thing that I'm like, fuck no, we shouldn't. We shouldn't what? Seed the clouds. See, you, you think we should have. Golf ball, softball sized hail. Uh, well, that yeah, that's evolution. That's what happens. Why why are we messing with that? Because we don't know what the long term ramifications of that are. Well, we've been doing it for over fifty years. Yeah, well. So yeah. what what's what's happened that's catastrophic as a result? Uh, everyone gets cancer. Our yeah. life our life expectancy has dropped by like thirty five years. It hasn't dropped by anything. <laughs> How do you know? Uh, because it's we measure those things. Mm. Well, I'd like to know what's in there, anyways. Yeah, I don't remember. I I want to say it's some sort of a silver nitrate, but it's, silver nitrate. It's got it's got to have it's got to have something else in it. You're you're absolutely right. That doesn't <clears throat> seem right when you say it out loud. And I know nitrates in uh, food and stuff are are considered not that great, especially like well, they say to avoid wines with nitrates, even though a lot of them have them in there. I don't know what nitrates are. I'm just talking out of my ass right now, but it's preservative. It never stopped me from drinking wine. I'll tell you that right now. They're in like smoked meats and different things too. Mm-hmm. When you barbecue, I love smoked meats. Your uh, Big Mac. Big Mac's got nitrates for sure. Ugh, everything's got nitrates. Yeah, I'm trying to write this down, and I keep not writing it down. Um, we're gonna have to take a break here. Uh, we got our first sponsor coming up, and uh, I'm gonna make myself a glass of tea. One glass of tea. A glass, not a cup? Yeah, and when we come back, we're going to talk about condoms in the apocalypse. Condoms in the apocalypse. Don't go away. This portion of your podcast has been brought to you by Lipton Black Tea. 20 pyramids per box. Because if the Egyptians can do it, so can your teacup. <laughs> the last one you did had the word fuck in it. I thought that was better. Yeah, well... The Egyptians can do it. Soak in your fucking teacup. I thought for Lipton's sake I would take the swear out, but you're well, right. It does sound better with a fucking name. Yeah. Well, if Lipton wants us to take the swear out, they can send their money to uh, 
your address in yeah. the show notes. Yeah, address in the show notes. Just send it right there, and we will beep that out for you. Lipton, thank you for your support. All right, we're talking about condoms now. Now, the first thing I did not think about when I thought about the apocalypse was how many condoms I was going to bring with me to the apocalypse. Is that something that was on your list, Ron? Yeah, it's like date night. Date night for who? I don't know. I've been married a long time. It feels like everything's fair game in the apocalypse. Oh. So is your wife still alive in this scenario? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. (laughs) Still? Still fair game? All right. No, I never thought about condoms either. That's silliness. Who would have thought of condoms? I didn't. So, um, obviously, the first reason to have condoms is so you don't get any STIs. I'm not sure that's the first reason, but it's a good reason. Well, during the apocalypse, you don't want any STIs. How are you going to deal with that? That's true. But like, are you like, how high on the list of priorities is sex during the apocalypse? Uh, it's like, oh, I've got food and I've got a gun and I've got my food rabbits. Let's go bang some chicks. I I don't know. My mind went there. Is that that's like the fourth thing I the fourth thing I would do? I would slaughter some rabbits. Load my gun. What was the other thing you <laughs> Unload said? Unload your gun into a condom. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? Too far. All right. Um, it wasn't really the fourth thing on your list, was it? No. People do uh, tend to gravitate towards each other in, in horrible situations, and there is more sex. That's fair. Yeah, that's Cause, true. Cause and that's, people, that's actually really quite true. It makes people feel better. Yeah. Yeah. And if you are having sex, guys and girls, come on. Wear a condom. Yeah, one of the one of the guys I work with, his usual uh, sex talk is if you find somebody that's willing to have sex with you without a condom, run and grab one, or just keep running. Where is where do you run to? Wherever you have a condom stashed. The drugstore. Sure. What if you don't keep condoms? Then you go get one from somebody who does. What if they're not willing to wait for you? Then you're not having sex. Okay, that, night. that that's a good that is a good plan. Good plan. Yeah. No sex for you, guys. What if you've been married for a long time? And you're wanting to have a baby or not? No, no babies. So no birth control? Well, I don't know. What One of these fixed. One of you is fixed? Yeah. And it's been proven to be effective? I guess so. Well, then what's the problem? I don't know. I'm just asking. You've been married a long time. Okay, well, not now. <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> you forgot your food rabbits and mm. well, things happen? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Okay, so... Anyway, why would you want condoms besides the obvious, Dave? Okay, besides the obvious, one one thing a condom is very good at is containing a substance without leaking. That's what it's for. It's accurate. Accurate. So you know what other kind of substance you could put in a condom and carry around with you? Drugs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Ron. That is correct. Drugs. Oh, wait. No, that's what other people do. Uh, Water. Water, yes. You can fill up a water almost as... You can almost put two liters of water in a condom. Did you know that? You can put a lot more than that, and I've done it. You have? I have. How much? So as long as there's no friction and you don't have to actually pick it up, that's the problem, right? Okay, so here's a little life hack for that. Guess what you do. Yeah, okay. Do you have any ideas? To prevent it from breaking? Yeah. Well... No, I, I, I okay. guess I don't. This is a weird one. Take your sock off. Okay. Put the condom in the sock, yeah. then fill it up with water. Sure. It provides a, you know an eighth of an inch barrier between shit breaking. 
it's quite an interesting idea. That would work <coughs> for a lot of different insulating type. Like you could rip the arm off a sweater. Yeah, t-shirts, anything kind of cloth. You put the condom in there. Yeah. And then fill it up with water, and then you can take it wherever you want. I mean, it's obviously not a long-term solution for water. No. But if you got to take it from the river to your campsite or whatever. But like just to the point of how much a condom can hold under under like extreme circumstances. Okay. Like I've unrolled condoms over my arm all the way up to my bicep. Can you tell me why? To show, because you get macho guys who are like, oh, they're too small for me. And it's like, well, if my arm fits in there, probably your penis will. <laughs> not, not, not Gary. Not yeah, not penis. Gary. Gary's yeah. huge. Um, to, to clarify, Ron, in case you guys have forgotten, he's a medical health professional. That He yeah. doesn't just show macho guys no. how condoms this fit. This isn't how I get drinks at the bar. <laughs> no. Anyway, but I also saw some people uh, putting them up on their head. Over their nose and then using their mouth to inhale, exhaling through their nose. Oh, yeah, okay, I've seen that. And they too. get great big yeah. balloons. <laughs> so I thought, well, like, how big will these things get? So I took a condom and I put about an inch of water in the bottom of my bathtub. And then I just opened the end of the condom and filled it as much as I could with just like lukewarm water okay. until the condom finally ruptured. How full do you think the bathtub was when the condom finally ruptured? Well, how is just the, a standard non-jetted tub? How was the water getting in the condom? I was holding the under the tap open under the tap. Yeah. Oh, under the tap. Okay, um, I'm gonna say half of an anaconda. Half of an anaconda. Well, I'm uh, not sure what volume that would be. Okay, well let's say so a, let's uh, say the bathtub's full when it's at the overflow, like the silver yeah. thingy where that where it has the yeah. emergency okay. drain. Gotcha. So how close to the emergency drain did I get? In a standard five-foot bathtub, non-jetted. But how far, how long, what do you mean? I don't understand. So when the condom finally ruptured and the water burst free. Yeah. And the plug was in the drain so that there was minimum friction and sharp points and things to cause this condom to rupture naturally. Oh, you're saying you filled it up until it broke and then you measured the water that was in the tub. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, man. I'm going to say... That's a tough question. I'm going to say you probably got six inches of water in there. Yeah, no. I was within less than a centimeter of the emergency overflow. That's, that's a like full bathtub. Like if I'd got in there, it would have come over the side. But that's like 16 inches or something. Yeah, no. It's, it's amazing. What? Yeah. Did, it, did it fill the whole tub when it was full? Yeah. No, like the, the, the anaconda. Was it like yeah. laying in the tub? Yes. Holy shit. What kind of condom was that? Uh, you know, I don't even remember <clears throat> the brand, but... No, Ron. You it need might to. This no, is, I, this is, is the this best was, advertising was, you can get for a brand of condoms. This was a few years ago. I, They're I, going to give I, us money. I think it was Durex, but I'm not Durex. sure. You heard it here first, guys. It's insane. Durex. You should seriously try it sometime. It's amazing how much they'll stretch. I don't even know what brand of condoms I have. Ant, no. Aunt May's... Well, in the next break, let's go fill your bathtub. I don't know. I don't want to know. <clears throat> okay, that's fine. And does the fruit flavor <clears throat> hold as much? <laughs> does the... Uh, yeah. Do the pistachio condoms hold as much as the uh, berry licious condoms? That's right. I do have pistachio-flavored condoms. Do you know. really? No. I've never seen a pistachio-flavored one. Neither have I. I've seen strawberry and grape and a few others. Does the the mint? Why uh, does the flavor coating deal like 
hinder the the structure of the condom in any way? They say not. Hmm. Oh, and I should mention if you if you're keeping condoms around for the end of the world, don't get lubricated ones. You're not going to want to drink that water. Get <laughs> non-lubricated condoms. That seems kind of self-evident, but it's hard to find non-lubricated condoms. Uh, that's actually a good point. Although I I again, I don't know what kind of condoms I buy. I don't buy that many. I buy them one at a time. <laughs> from a vending machine? Yeah, from a vending machine. That's terrible. Uh, down by the down Bay. by the 7-Eleven. Gross. Yeah. No, that's not gross. It's a little bit gross. Okay, it is. And also, okay, another thing. Let's move on. So water. You can put water in those damn things. That's amazing. You could uh, probably make, like, waterproof socks. On top of the... Put condoms over your feet. Yeah, or over something that you needed to keep dry. Like, if you were carrying a small bag of flour or something. Yeah. Tinder is a good thing to put in a condom. Yeah. For fire. Yeah. Uh, one thing... Not I, the app, but... Not, the fire starter. Well, hey, it's the apocalypse. <laughs> Tinder, apocalypse Tinder was would probably just be everyone swiping right on everything. <coughs> um, just run around with a sharpie and draw arrows left or right on people <laughs> on the back of right, their shorn left, head. Right, right, <laughs> left, right, right, left, left, left. Mm. Oh my god, that's terrible. Sorry, it's fine. Uh, one thing I didn't know that I just learned is that uh, condoms are incredibly flammable. Is that right? Yeah. I didn't know that either. If you put a latex condom in a fire, apparently it will burn like a motherfucker. Doritos make good fire starter, too. So fill your condom with Doritos. Oh, you heard it here first, take folks. Take out the whole world. That's like a nuclear bomb. Okay. Now, Dear X, you know my home address. And now Doritos also. Doritos. <laughs> Send your money to uh, my home address in the show notes. Uh, so, yeah, uh, number one ticket in your bug out bag is what they call them. Bug out bags. So you can bug out of wherever you are. I think that's a really fucking stupid name. Apocalypse that's bag a, is way better. I think that's better. a military term that they... Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. these guys have adopted. Not as cool. Not as cool as it should be. No. No. In my apocalypse bag, I'm going to call... Your, in your survive forever bag... No, that's still I, no. I Your fountain of youth bag, forever bag, forever bag, forever. <laughs> Sounds like a promise ring. <laughs> <laughs> Climb into my forever bag, you beautiful lady. Oh God, that's good. That's Dave's Apocalypse Hotel. The <laughs> forever bag. <laughs> oh great! Now I'm a serial killer too. He's got a double wide sleeping bag. It's embroidered <laughs> forever bag. Uh, I just drew a right arrow on her forehead. Climb into uh, my forever bag. That's that's awesome. Okay, I'm not going to call it forever bag. Uh, but anyways, yeah, condoms. Flammable, with, especially with Doritos. I'm going to just check out this little video of this condom burning. If you want to see it, go to uh, the Prepper Journal. You can turn the audio off, probably. I don't know how. Huh. All right, yeah, so... This guy's got a he's got a condom burning and he's putting twigs on it. It's really fascinating. Fascinating. Is it burning good? Uh well, he just put the fire out with all the twigs cuz he's not really that great at this. So, his his wouldn't be a bug out bag or a forever bag. His would be a come pick me up. I'm slightly used yeah. bag. Mom, I'm down by the 7-Eleven. Uh okay. So, anyways, yeah, they, they do light on fire. <clears throat> I don't know what What's 
you have to be able to buy non-lubricated condoms. Oh, no, you can. They're just harder to find. Okay. Well, and in the apocalypse, they're going to be really hard to find. So you guys should stock up now. Don't fuck that up. <clears throat> so then if you're using them for their intended purpose, do you have to carry your own lube? I guess so, unless whoever you're with is really luby. Okay. And that that's true of a lot of people, I think. I just wonder if lube's good for anything else. Oh. Uh, I think it's good for making things slide along other things. Well, it's water-based, so it wouldn't be... Would it burn? Well, no, but it would, you know, cause ox- oxidation on metallic. Anyway, I'm just curious. Okay, well, we'll, if anyone knows the answer, please call in to the next show and let us know. Yeah. We'll look it up, maybe. Klondike 5. <clears throat> okay, now... Zero, one, <laughs> stuff. Triple five, seven. Uh, dial six, and then yell yell for Dave or Ron. Someone will come. Um... Here's a good one. How's a condom going to provide you with food? Well, I was suggesting that you could use it to waterproof certain food items. Yeah. But what about actual provide you with food? We well, talked about they're this stretchy right? and rubbery. <clears throat> so mm-hmm. what about a makeshift slingshot? Ooh, see there. You nailed it. You nailed it. Or That's right. like a little <clears throat> bow shooter thing. You could maybe shoot arrows with them too. Bow and arrow. Hmm. Not like a full-size bow and arrow, but like a sling arrow thing. Yeah, you could. Yeah. Like a piece of pipe. Tie the condom on one end of a piece of pipe and then, like, force the arrow down in it and... Choo! Oh, yeah. Almost like a spear gun. <laughs> How long would that take to make? Like an afternoon? Um, when I was a kid, I used to see the, the... I watched something. Maybe it was a book I read. But people used to throw spears, like normal spears, right? Like a javelin. But they all, then there was these tribes that had these these spear throwing yeah. pipes. You know what I'm talking about? Well, and some so, of them used almost like a sling, like a trebuchet type maneuver. Yeah, sort of, but it was a stick with yeah. like a cup on the end and the spear goes in the cup. And you it, get more leverage. And you get way more leverage and yeah. those things would just, like those would kill that's you how we, That's how we throw our dog's tennis balls. With what? <laughs> that's what the y- yuppies use a similar <laughs> plastic technology to oh. throw. That's what our, our hunting prowess has developed into. Fucking yuppies throwing tennis balls for their goddamn Yorkie. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Anybody, it's embarrassing to the human race is what that is. Anybody who owns a Yorkie are throwing tennis balls for it. No, I, I love dogs and people who have dogs. <laughs> You're so don't, get, don't get me wrong. But, uh, no, I, I, I do I just, Ron, let me finish. The idea was that I I I was disappointed that that's what we've evolved into. Not that, not that people who own dogs are bad inherently, or that I dislike them because that's not true. Why would that be true? You always making fun of my dog. Okay, I'm I'm glad I don't have pets, but I still love people that have pets. Um, Where's Michael? Because he hates dogs. He'd openly say that. He has a cat though. A huge... He's still down in your. Ninja sex dungeon vampire cave thing. Oh, I I don't know. When did we put him down there? Like three weeks ago. Oh, I haven't heard from him since then. So maybe. Um. Okay. So then we got uh yeah a slingshot, a condom slingshot. Probably good to use two condoms. The the picture I see here, one has got two condoms, and then they just in case shoot. one breaks, double bag. No, one on each end. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah, one on each end, and then a kind of a little string in between just to give you a piece that won't rip. I don't know. Who knows? You experiment with that. It's not fucking science. It's a condom strapped to a stick. 
right? Um, I'm sure the squirrel that you're killing probably doesn't care what it looks like. That's true. Squirrel? What? Do, no, rabbit. You're gonna. Well, I guess you don't have to kill your rabbit with a slingshot. You probably can just not. hit it on the head. Yeah. Poor. What's his name again? Gerald. Poor Gerald, the rabbit. Don't, don't kill your breed rabbit. That's fucking stupid. Kill the rabbit's kids. Well, eventually you need to replace the female. Just the female? Well, no, the male too. But you know, that's kind of sexist, bro. Wasn't meaning it to be sexist, Dave. <laughs> I know. You always have to. You always have to retire the grandparents at some point. They're gonna kick it. Yeah, that's my point. And then you pick. You pick a new breed. Pick the fat ones. You trade with a friend. What friend? So you don't inbreed their kids. Oh, is that a thing with rabbits? I think that's a thing with everything, David. I didn't know that. I assumed that all animals could inbreed with each other and forever. Well, you know what happens when you assume. Well, uh, yeah, and I know that humans can't do that very well. Okay. Why are you looking at me like my parents are related? I, I wasn't. I was not doing that. Um, okay, here we go. More condom uses. Uh, rubber glove, if you need it. Yeah. Worst case scenario. That's it's kind of more like a rubber mitten. Yeah, rubber mitten. Doesn't cover each finger like no. a glove. You're not gonna have a lot of you. You're not gonna use your hand very well in there. But if someone's no. bleeding all over you and you don't want that to happen, put a glove on. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, how or, about, or, or you know, it's the apocalypse. Walk away. Well, what if it's your mom? Okay, uh, you make a good point. Protect your muzzle. Yeah, keep water and mud and gunk out of your gun. Yep, you can put that on your gun all the way up. Um, soldiers who served in the Middle East use condoms, actually, to keep sand, mud, water from getting in. I think they did that in Vietnam, too. Really? Yeah. Was that part of their military kit? I condoms? think it was, yeah. For that reason or to get it on? Yeah. Both? Yeah. Huh. VD. No good. Uh, yeah, well, they liked the Vietnamese girls over there, didn't they? Uh, well, they were there for a long time and it was stressful, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And what we just talked about, stressful situations and yeah. sex. Yeah. Sex happens, guys. Yeah. Wear a direct condom. Wear, wear, wear whatever brand you'd like. And eat Doritos. <laughs> uh, fishing bobbers. You can fill them with something. Air. Air, yeah. Uh, works better if you stuff in some cattail fluff, it says here. Naturally buoyant. Wouldn't really matter if it's sealed. Doesn't matter, no. But then uh, you'd tie that on your fishing line, you'd toss in the water, catch a fish, kill it, and eat it. That's the whole point of these things. I feel like I would have my fly fishing rod with me. Is that, isn't that more work than a normal rod? Yep. Is that worth it, then? Uh, higher success rate. For less investment? Well, if you know what you're doing. Interesting. Not every Joe can fly fish. No. That, that, and that's an advantage right off the hop. I watched a movie once about fly fishing, and I was always fascinated with how the lines curl through the air like a magic trick. It's you can do that? Special. What movie was that? Probably the, A River Runs Through. Oh, yeah, that was filmed in Alberta. Yep. Brad, uh, Montana, too. Brad Pitt, right? Yep. yep. Man, he's a good-looking man, isn't he? That's not a thing for me, Dave. Oh, Brad Pitt, guys. Good-looking man. Yeah, no. Wear directs condom. <laughs> when you're thinking about Brad Pitt, that's all I'm saying. All right. What all else right. can we use out of a survival kit? Uh, what about water? Like, water's a big issue, don't you think? Yeah. So how do you stay hydrated in the apocalypse? 
you're going to need some kind of water container for one. The water's heavy. I know. So that means you can't carry enough water to survive. Is that why you had so many kids so they can carry your water? Uh, you know, I wasn't thinking about it in a conscious way, but yes. I thought so. Now that you say that out loud, that's the only reason I had so many kids. It's a good idea. I like where your head's at. Someone's going to have to carry all that water. That's right. Might as well be them. Yeah. And I'm going to be older than them. You always will be if you're their dad. That's true. I guess. I am older than now, and I will be during the apocalypse as well. That's a good point, Ron. I didn't think it through all that way, but good point. Well, yeah, so you're going to need water. You're going to need water. If you're younger than your kids, chances are they're not yours. (laughs) I never thought of it that way, but yeah, that sounds right, too. Yeah. Okay, so there's a few ways. Uh, You're going to have to purify the water. The water that you're not just going to drink water off the ground. That's a bad idea. So what if there had been a nuclear attack? Water gets contaminated. Then what? Then I think you're just going to die. Yeah, that's the thing, I think. I don't know how far away you can get on foot from a nuclear fallout zone before you die, honestly. Yeah, and without power, I don't know if you could get access to a well water supply. No, unless it was a hand pump. Maybe if you knew where there was a natural artesian well, like a spring. There used to be one by my house. Yeah, I know where there's one close by here, too. Here? Fairly close. Big springs? No. Well, yeah, there is one there, but... Could you drink that water? That comes out of the ground. Potentially. I don't know where the source is. They have it, like, fenced off, but you could track it back, I'm sure. I'm sure you could. We actually have a natural occurring one on our property uh, as well. Hmm. And it comes right out of the ground? Yep. Do you know how far down it is? Like, how far down it comes from? Yeah. Not sure. Not that deep. Could you cap it and put a handle on it? Um, Is that something? It has been done in the past. Oh. And why not now? Because you don't need to. Oh. So you could redo it. Yeah. Do you know how? Um, That's a good question. I'm going to say no. Uh, I'm thinking about it. Well, like, cap it so that it's not exposed? Well... Yeah, you're going to want to protect it as long as possible, right? Yeah. No, I don't think you could cap this. It's too much flow. So what did it have before? It was redirected and then just excessive, like, pump, like, almost like a siphon, I guess. Okay. So it was it was still uh, open to the outside. Yeah. Okay. So it wasn't safe by any means. Oh, no, it was safe. I'd, I've drank out of it. No, I know. But if there was something bad happening, it's not going to, it, it's not going to be immune to whatever's happening. Yeah, but I guess the question is, after the fallout, would it become irradiated immediately, or do you have some time? Well. Probably some time. I, we, I don't think, we don't live in a nuke-prone zone. I don't think if anyone throws nukes around, we're going to get hit by them. Or, no, you could see some infrastructure, you know, north of us, for sure. Like, there's, you know, places that refine petrochemicals up around Edmonton, and you know, major production facilities up around Fort McMurray and stuff that mm. would be reasonable targets. But we, yeah, we're not in a prime hotspot. No, like if you had to choose between Fort McMurray and New York City, that's not even a choice. No, that's true. Um, yeah, so you're gonna need something to clean the water then. Yeah. So you're talking, you can boil water for ten minutes sure. at least. I think is is that the limit? I think that's wise. Yeah. I'm reading that here. It says ten minutes is an option, but it's not convenient. Sometimes you don't have it to 10 minutes. You got to light a fire. You give up a lot of water when you boil it for 10 minutes, too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so you can get um, water filtration ta- like um, machines, like not machines, but like 
containers. Iodine. Yeah, or tablets. That's what you're talking about? Yeah. Um, I saw a thing on a TED Talk once where the guy just poured, like, the shittiest water that you could think of into this container. Actually, just hang on. That reminds me. I forgot to correct myself. When they're seeding the clouds, it's silver iodide. Oh, silver iodide. Still doesn't sound good for you. Anyway, we'll come back to that in yeah. our, just because Next I can. Show. Um, I saw a thing on TED Talk. The guy, like, poured all this shit into water, including actual shit. Then he poured it into a water jug. It looked like a, a jogger's jug of water. And pushed the thing down, and then all of the shit came out, and then he drank, he drank it right on stage, and it was perfect. And they were trying to distribute these over, like, in the third world countries so they would have fresh water. I mean, you get access to something like that, um, you're pretty much good to go. I don't know where you get them. And I know that Bill Gates is also working on a machine that does the same thing. Or Bill Gates paid. has got lots of projects on the go yeah, all the time. He's, he's got a project going where if you can design a better condom... Or a condom that people are more likely to use. He's got money up for that. He's got stuff going. I read an article about that recently. Yeah. There was one that just goes on the tip. You see that thing? Yeah, I've seen. Well, somebody was trying to create an aerosolized spray-on. Spray-on. Yeah, 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 I remember that too. Yeah. That's terrifying. That reminds me of uh, Cloudy with great, a Chance great unless you have to pee. <laughs> you right. He's spray-on shoes, <laughs> and it just doesn't come off forever. <laughs> Uh, uh, so my spray-on condom is here for to stay, guys. Yeah, I had to get a tube put in through my belly button so I could pee now. <laughs> That's... I can't see that being... When do you put it on? Right before you have sex? Hold on a second. I just got to spray my dick with Oh, this. damn, that was my silly string, not my <laughs> yeah. condom. Oh, wow, sorry. That's, yeah, that, no, it doesn't seem like that would be... But spray-on band-aids were good. Have you ever used a spray-on band What band-aid? if you accidentally sprayed her in the face because it was dark? Or something, and you seal her eyes shut, or her mouth, or like you... sealing her eyes shut might work out for some guys. Yeah. We're not all beautiful. Not for me. <laughs> your face is your best feature. Yeah. If they can't see me, uh. they're, not gonna, they're not gonna touch me. Okay, <laughs> uh, so yeah, spray on condoms. I don't. I no. Nah, no. Anyway, Bill Gates. So he's he's innovative. Well, I, no, he's bored. <laughs> no, what? But he's he's trying to get people to think. I like it. He's got nothing else to do. Although, maybe he should look after Microsoft, because they're not doing that well. Anyway. Um, okay, so yeah, water, I mean, that's pretty much your only options. You can't carry enough water. You're going to have to find it, and you're going to have to clean it. So there's a few options for that. You guys can look into that shit. There's no one right way, but there's a lot of different ways. But I do want one of those containers you can just filter. One of my hiking buddies has a, a water purification system, and it takes, like, 15 minutes or something for it to run through and then you can drink it. Hmm. I don't know how it works, but they bring it everywhere they go. Yeah. And use it all the time. Battery powered or gravity? Uh, it's a good question. I haven't actually seen it. I think it's gravity powered. I don't think it's battery. Well, yeah, no, I was just going to say it depends on how much technology it relies on, right? Yeah, you you basically want the least technology reliant materials that you can find because yep. you're fucked otherwise. Well, weight becomes an issue at some point. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of why I was heckling Dave's pack meal children. Yeah. Well, I have so many. They're going to carry me around. They can carry me. And the water. Okay, so water, we're done. Uh, food. We talked about the bunnies. Oh, yeah, bunnies, right. But that's yeah. only one option. How many people are going to raise bunnies and eat them? Really? All the people. <laughs> no, they're not. There's only going to be one guy that eats bunnies, and half the people are going to hate him before it. Yeah, no, those people aren't going to make it very long. No, but 
the, the for bunnies. sure protein is going to be the major food source, at least in the early days. So meat. Yeah, because it takes a long time to grow things. You could. Well, do you think you could be a vegan and uh, survive the apocalypse? No, no, absolutely not. Unless you were like a uh, amazing trail feeder. Unless you had taken the time to prepare. I still don't see it. No, I really honestly don't think you could. Yeah, that's not going to keep you alive. No. Even if you had dehydrated stuff, still a weight issue and a volume issue uh, with it. Do astronauts eat meat? Carry a few days worth. Well, yeah, for sure. Protein stuff, yeah. It's dehydrated, right? All of it? I would think it would be. Maybe astronaut food is something you could uh, invest in. Tastes horrible. Well, that's not, that's not, it's not a boat. It's not a boat. For sure it's not about that. Gourmet food. It's about not dying. Yeah. How do you know? You've eaten astronaut food? Yeah, you can buy it. Survival. Like, it's very similar. Oh, so you can buy this stuff? Yeah. Oh. Well, there there you have it, folks. Buy astronaut food. But it's not vegan. You asked if a vegan can survive. No, I know. I was curious. No, no No eggs, no dairy, no pro, no animal source protein. I really... I think the weight and the variety and lack thereof would, would end them fairly quickly in our area. There's parts of the world where you'll probably get away with it. Chickens. That's yeah. a good idea. Chickens would be a great idea. Can chickens uh, live off grass and stuff? Yep. They don't need to be fed? Like well, feed? They eat Do they need feed? Stuff. Yeah, yep. but if you put chickens in a field, are they going to survive? Yes. Okay, so perfect. Get some chickens and some bunnies and some astronaut food. Uh, chickens and bunnies are sustainable. If you had a small, like, farm with a lot of firepower so the way you're talking you're sitting still you're not you're not mobile well at some point you got to stop running yeah maybe if, if you're gonna survive it's like how are you gonna well see the thing is the longer you stay still the more prone you're gonna be to people taking your shit that's or attacking you that's my point yeah but um the the goal would be to set up a For somebody that home. buys the road every chance he gets i love that book yeah, it's a good book. You gotta keep moving. Well, they did because there's no, but there was no food. There was no animals alive. No. If they had the option, they would have settled down, right? But like the nice part about being nomadic is it eliminates one of the variables. You never are concerned about defending an area. No, but you also are always on the hunt for more. Yeah. Of stuff you can't you can't stockpile because you can't carry it with you unless you had a vehicle which isn't a thing unless oh, Tesla. But in the apocalypse, something. number one cause of death is going to be other people for sure. You think so? Yeah, because they want your stuff. People who are unprepared, underprepared, under, unwilling to do what it takes to put in the work. That's why you need a bunker. Well, you need a defendable position if you're gonna sit still. Well. One thing I find fairly interesting is that outside of the cities, once you get into country, like houses are far apart, especially like in the big chunks. Even okay, but you're talking from a Canadian point of view. Yeah, yeah, because well, yeah. that's. Where I just want to be clear. Yeah, but even in the United States, in the country, the houses are not that close together. There's going to be big swaths of land in between each in order to go from house to house to find people. It's not going to be easy, and you can't cover the whole continental United States on foot indefinitely, right? 
so the gangs that are hunting people to take their shit, if you actually have a spot that is fairly remote and, you know, fairly well hidden, like, you pr- probably could make do there for a long time. Depends how many people survive. And the animals, I guess. They would hear the fucking chickens and come after the chickens. So you're going to have to cut the chickens' noise boxes out for sure. No. Can you do that? I don't think so. But you can make a dog stop barking. <laughs> Can't you do that to a chicken? I don't think it's comparable. Oh. And it'd be you would need skill to do that. Okay, well, this is what we're talking about, skill. So be a veterinarian that can make a chicken stop chicken noising. That's the scientific term for it, chicken noising. Just so that the, the cannibals don't come to eat your chickens. Predatory birds, all kinds of things you got to worry about. Yeah. But you're going to need food. Uh, so in the meantime, if you're not talking sustainable, then basically you need like a bunch of canned food and water, although bottled water does expire. Well, again, that's a best before thing, right? Uh, yeah, 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 I guess. It goes stale. I think you could still, still drink it. Lit. I don't think yeah. there's that much hazard to it. Okay. What else we got? Oh, weapons. We didn't talk about weapons, did we? Not really. Well, we talked about the homemade slingshot and firearms. Yeah. I think it's I think it's going to be imperative to have a gun. Oh, for sure. Without a gun, you're not going to win. I think it's going to not only be imperative to have a gun, it's going to be fairly imperative to be decent at handling that firearm. And this doesn't change my opinion on the semi-automatics AR-15s and all that bullshit in the States. I don't think anyone should own those. But guns themselves, in an apocalypse situation, if you're not a dick face and you're using it for hunting and or protecting yourself, that's different. If you're using it to go take other people's shit, then I hope you get shot in the face. Because you deserve to get shot. And then I'm going to take your guns as well and keep them. In a black duffel bag. Called uh, forever. <laughs> for, for my forever bag. I'm going to keep them in my forever bag. Um. So like I said, uh, well, maybe I said in the last show that you may not ever hear, I'm going to get my gun license next year, this year, soon. I'm going to get a rifle license and then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a rifle. Well, we talked about doing some survival camping, right? Yeah, yeah. We were going to go. Yeah, you got to put that one up. Put that episode up. Well, we'll see. Fun. We'll see. Maybe yeah. we'll throw it in as a bonus episode. We talked about uh, me and Ron going out into the boonies and spending how, how long? I don't know. Three or four days. Three or four days and nights in the woods surviving and see how we do. And uh, we'll tell you before we go, and that might be the last podcast forever, depending how we do out there. I hope not. <laughs> Do we need to stop now and start again later? No. How? What are we at? Uh, hour. That's it? Yep. Okay, what about... Um, so you would be moving right away? Or would you stay? I, I'm just asking the question. Like, I, I think for me, in the area that we are with the populace, we have, with how many people would actually survive, I think you could get away with staying still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really do. Right now? Yeah. Because, like, I think right off the top, you're... You're going to have a few paranoid people that go and they're either going to burn through their resources or go a little nutty and, and get into trouble. I think you're going to have about a third of them fall off the map pretty quick. You're going to have people who are older and weaker and 
um, you know, in poor physical condition and poor mental condition that fall off the map pretty quick. So, you know, if you're left with half of the population, I think that's optimistic. And if you reduce our population in the local area by half, I don't think staying put becomes an issue. I feel like it would be important to immediately start a game. Well, you want alliances for sure. Yeah, like the neighbors you know and trust. Like you, you need to be all on the same page and try and and stick together. You know, if they're staying. within reason, yeah. Because if you're if you're going solo, like at some point someone's going to take your stuff. Yeah, by yourself. Happen. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely security in numbers. So if you don't stay put, or even if you do, you're going to need um, a shelter of some kind, and that also includes clothes. Yeah, for sure it does. You're going to need clothes that are going to last a long time, especially shoes, because you're not going to be able to just go buy fucking shoes ever again. No, ideally you want shoes that you could maybe even repair yourself. Yeah, that seems like a bit steep. What? How? Depends. Leather, spare soles, that kind of stuff? Well, I think, yeah, like shoes that aren't plastic or cloth, you know, where, where the sole is stitched or at least, you know, glued... Uh, in a meaningful way, because then if the adhesive lets go, you could still, you know, re-glue them. Right. And, you know, clean them up and re-stitch. And With deer glue that you made yourself. Use the old uh, pieces of leather as they wear out as templates to create new ones. And hmm. So, waterproof hiking boots? Yeah, ideally. Yeah. Or if they're not waterproof, use, like, you know, in the condoms. old days, they used to use um, duck fat or, or goose fat. Rendered down to waterproof their boots. How long would that last? Oh, longer than you'd think, and it works amazingly well. Really? Yeah. And wear condoms instead of socks. You could. Just to just to double to it keep up. Keep your feet dry. Yeah. I can't imagine that would be that comfortable, but it'd be good for a short term solution. Like say you needed to cross a river and you didn't wanna, you know, get completely drenched. You could do it. Yeah, that is a good idea. Knee high socks made out of condoms. <laughs> you just your whole suit is condoms, Durex body condom, yeah, one giant condom. Um, there's a thing on this list called a heavy duty military poncho, which sounds really interesting to me, and I want one. It's a it's a military poncho <clears throat> with grommets in all the corners that you can use as a makeshift emergency tarp tent. So you're basically sleeping in your poncho that is a tent. And it's waterproof. And uh, it looks actually... Well, it's not really a picture of it set up, but it looks really... It sounds interesting as something that you could just go out and lay in the bushes and sleep well in and stay dry, which is the probably your number one goal in the apocalypse is stay fucking dry unless you're trying to swim, which is different. Yeah, I think avoiding fungus infections and cuts and scrapes and bruises and hypothermia you know all those kind of little things we take for granted has a huge advantage if you can avoid it all yeah and mm. i think that's where a wood burning stove comes in handy too oh that's a good idea chris can't carry that with you no would you have a is this, yeah, i guess a, a, tr- a portable wood burning stove is called a campfire <laughs> no they do make portable wood burning stoves but like, again, it's it? a weight and a bulk issue. You know, well, if you if you had a that? wagon or something, okay, maybe. Um, but that is an excellent investment in a in a house in this day and age because you could actually heat your entire house with that thing. 
It's actually an insurance issue now, though, too, because a lot of insurance companies force you to pay more. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my dad's insurance just went up because he's got one out at the farm, and they're like, yeah, well, fire department's a long ways away. What if you don't tell anyone you put it in? Well, then if your house burns down and they find it, you're not covered. Oh. Well, don't use it until the apocalypse. (laughs) Stupid. What was I thinking? (laughs) Uh, so basically what we're saying is buy a wood-burning stove, put it in your basement, but don't hook it up to anything until the world starts to crumble around you. Then you can just well, run then a... then how do you vent it? Run a stovepipe out the window. Well, it's a little bit more complicated than that, David. Why? Because it's more complicated than just piping it outside. Okay, well, what's the other part? Well, it's hot, and you don't, you know, they need to breathe, so you need to have a way for it to ventilate. And a lot of the new wood stoves are high efficiency, which means they burn part of the exhaust gases. And the way that those chimneys work, they have to have a certain amount of length. And, you know, they, like it's compli- more complicated than you'd think. Don't buy a, a, a complicated wood burning <laughs> stove, guys. Just buy a fucking. Black potbelly wood burning stove. When your when your gas shuts off, knock your water heater over, turn it into a wood burning stove. Uh, and use the exhaust pipe off your car to make a chimney. Couldn't you just like cut a hole in in your water tank and then just light burn stuff in there as it is? Vertically. Yeah. In theory, I suppose. It has a chimney already built in. Yeah, but it's not sealed. Well, there'd seal be it. there'd be smoke escape. Yeah, that's true. You can use that foil tape to seal it off. Suppose. That's that's what you do in a pinch, guys. You heard it here first. Burn wood in your hot water tank. In your furnace might make more sense than the heat could radiate through the ducts that already exist. Yeah, but wouldn't all the smoke come out the ducts? Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. <laughs> that's how you die. Oh, okay. That is a good idea, though, if you could figure out a way to exhaust the smoke somehow and just get the heat going up. Yeah. Anyway, lots of lots of interesting things to think about. Man, there's so many things here. Okay, uh, well, we're talking about fire, and we're not talking about how you're going to light it. You're going to need to light the fires. Yeah, like those cheap dollar store or, you know, corner store, rather, uh, Bic lighters have become invaluable. Speaking yep. of currency, I think that would be pretty high on the list. Lighters. Lighters, yeah. I have a bunch of those hanging around. I got a couple like long, long-sticked ones, and I I just recently bought a bunch of packs of uh, waterproof matches as well. I don't know why. Oh no, I did. I know why. Because for hiking, I I thought I would I should take matches with me in case I get lost. Yeah. And I have to kill a grizzly. And again, you can make waterproof and windproof matches pretty easily. Oh yeah. Well, how again? Uh, your... Standard matches. Wrap them with dryer lint. Coat them in paraffin wax. Wrap them in dryer lint first? Yeah. What's that for? Helps make it windproof because the dryer lint is quite flammable. Just the tip? You wrap it a little ways down the shaft. Durex. <laughs> Always with you. <laughs> Always Durex. Um, tampons, too, is a good thing uh, for... I found that really interesting. Uh, and pads, feminine hygiene pads, right? products, yeah, for absorbing blood was the, from the, wounds, like using them like a dressing. Or tampons must be flammable too. It's cotton, right? Oh, I would think, yeah. That is not a bad idea. Uh, cotton tampons, and but they're uh, also absorbent. 
and pads too. You could buy some, buy a box of tampons, and carry them with you for like you know if the zombie chews off several fingers, that's you could you could probably wrap that up with a tampon or a, a pad. I'm, I'm thinking. Of course, if the zombie bites you, then you're gonna turn into a zombie anyway. So you, you've got minimal time. Maybe don't waste the the tampax on you. Yeah. Use it on someone else who like skin their legs or something. Um, that's not what I was going to talk about, though. But, yeah, I forgot about that one. That's a good one. Um, we got... Oh, yeah, well, first aid kit. Now we're talking about first aid kits. So that's You have a flint and steel, too, right? I do. Um, I would get a flint and steel. You can make them in the wild if you know what flint looks like, but good luck with that. Yeah, there's not too many geologists among us, I don't no. think. But you could use the back of your knife and some real live flint that you found on the ground if you were so inclined, if you knew how. Yeah, a bow and a stick, if you could draw it fast enough, you can certainly use friction. Magnifying glass. People with eyeglasses have a little bit of an edge there. You can make a magnifying lens. Oh, yeah, is that that's probably not as, as consistent as it could be. Well, we live in an area where we get a lot of good sunny days. Well, I think on average, actually, Calgary area has some of the most sunny days. Would your glasses anywhere in the province? Yeah, if I could get the focal length correct. Huh. Um, but yeah. like a magnifying glass or lens out of a headlight, or especially those high intensity discharge headlights, because they have a lens in them that magnifies. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. There's going to be lots of cars laying around. Yep. So if that works. That's that's a good idea. Road flare? You could you know, start a fire in a pinch with a road flare. Um, most people don't have road flares. No, but I mean Do you if, have road flares? If you know, you live near a county shop or, you know, lots of bigger vehicles would have that, like, you know, big rigs and stuff where they break down and they're a little bit more substantial. Oh, that's yeah. not uncommon for them to carry your flares. Right, that's true. Huh. Big rigs. Uh, apparently cotton balls soaked in Vaseline. Yeah, they make good fire starters burn too. Burn excellently, yeah. yeah. So if you filled a condom with cotton balls soaked in Vaseline, that would burn like a bitch. <laughs> uh, tools. Um, obviously, I would have a really nice knife. Yeah, it's a must. you got to have a good knife. I actually have the one that I want in my Amazon cart right now. The basket. It's sitting in the basket. Personally, I'm a fan of carrying a small axe, too. Yeah, that's a good idea. Something you could swing with one hand or two if you needed to, but you could manage with one. Is that to fight with? No, not to necessarily to fight with, but, it, I mean, it makes a good hammer, makes a good cutting for wood, you know. It's just one of those kind of really good utilitarian tools. So, like a... So, like a... Um, like a junior axe. Yep. Like a kid's axe. Well, or, or just a... Like a two-and-a-half, three-pound head. On like a 28-inch handle. Yeah, you don't want to carry a, a really heavy no. axe around. No. Um, also, a chainsaw blade, because they're dynamic. You can roll them into like a little tin, um, like a, you know, tin like mints come in or different things. But if you tie a handle on both ends, they make great saws, hand saws. Oh, so you yeah, can, you tie a handle to it. Yeah. I was wondering how that would work. Yeah. Huh. I actually uh, have have one of those that's sold as like a commercial kit uh, through um, Lee Valley. Oh yeah, 
Yeah. And it's just it's just a chainsaw blade. It's just a chainsaw blade. Yeah. And you work it back and forth, but it, it's amazingly efficient. You can cut through a six inch tree in like eight poles. Hmm. Yeah. It works really well. Oh, now I want one of those too. Just to cut down some trees. <laughs> some blue spruce. Yeah. Why are you gonna bring that up? That's my sad story. Because uh, I know things. Mm. I I know too much. Ron's referencing a blue spruce that I planted when I was in kindergarten um, at the house I grew up in. And uh, I went back there a few years ago to check out the place, and the new owners had she gone. cut my fucking tree down and all of my hopes with it. I was very pissed off. Um, here's a big one I I've never thought of. Uh, well, I should have thought of. I don't know why I didn't. Uh, lights. Lighting. Yeah. Other than candles. Candles are not going to cut it outside, running around in the bush. But we are dependent on batteries for this kind of stuff. So this isn't going to be an indefinite solution. Um, Short-term solution, yeah. You're going to want some headlights. You're going to want flashlights candles all that stuff yeah lantern or something with that will burn white gas or some sort of uh fuel source that you can get a hold of easily would uh certainly help uh where are you gonna get that well uh, that's the thing right you're kind of hoping that you're as you build your team that you can you know either find some or source some out or barter you know like Trade one of your bunnies for some of the stuff or some of your Bic lighters. Like, you're going to have to create some kind of an economy to make up for the things that you're lacking. It's just a fact. There's a lot to this. Yeah. A lot. Yep. Um, we got to wrap it up. You know, yeah, it is complicated, and we could run and on and on and on and on and on about it. But, I mean, we've covered the major things, right? We've got food. We've got. We've decided to have shelter. Uh, we've talked about clothing as part of that shelter. We've talked about collecting further food. We've talked about warmth and the ability to cook. Yeah. Uh, we've talked about community. And we've talked about companionship a little bit. You know, like all those things you really need, for sure. Condoms. We talked about condoms quite a bit. Well, that's what I was lo- yeah. alluding to with companionship. Uh, oh, I see, right, yeah. Um. I mean, there's a million other things that you can put in, in a bag to get out of town. But, you know, if, if you guys are interested, just, just Google bug out bag and read. It's fascinating. I don't have one. Do you have one? Not officially. I mean, my hunting kit has 80% of what I would need. I would definitely have to add a few things. I want to start building one of these, I think, just just to have it. I uh, think a true bug out <coughs> kit needs about, what, 72 hours worth of food and water? Yeah. And that would be lacking in my hunting supplies. How many days is that? Three. Three days for one person. Yeah. So if you have a family, obviously you're going to have to do something more than that. I'm going to buy a machete too. Well, see, and that's where the axe is kind of nice. Because it replaces a machete. Why not have both? Wait. Oh, but a machete would make you look pretty fucking awesome. Wear a bandana and have a machete? I guess it depends on how violent you think this world's going to be. Oh, it's going to be very violent. You I think mean, so? You've, you've seen the movies? It depends on how prepared people are. Okay, I don't well, know. I'm not prepared, so I'm going to buy... I'm going to over-prepare now. I'm going to be an over-preparer, and then I'm going to just survive forever. I don't know. We might have to talk about this again. 
but not tonight. All right. All right. Well, I love you. Yeah. You I'm, guys look fabulous. Love you too, Dave. Yeah, you look you look especially good too. That, uh, I don't know. I've never seen that shirt before. Have you? I don't know. My audio looks like it's cutting out though. So. Oh. Okay. All right. See you guys. See you next time. All right. Good night. Oh, hey, wait. Don't forget to check out onfin.com. Oh, yeah. Pre-apocalypse. Pre-apocalypse, yeah. You won't be able to buy any of that shit after. You probably can't buy it now, actually, either. You can try. Buy it. Buy. Dave Dave made promises to me today, and they need to be fulfilled. Yeah, that's true. Big ones. I told him I was going to write him a check for for $10 million. It will be. All right, guys. 